0: If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold.
1: And welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to VoiceAmerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about uh, inspiration. Uh, the title of the show is "Inspired by What I Aspire To," and I was thinking about that a little bit: inspiration and aspiration and motivation, and that's uh, you know it forms an acronym: I am uh how about that um connect with us at uh, braveheartsforkids.org and uh, braveheartsradio.org where you can find all the past episodes in the show link section and if you are inclined you can also find a place to donate now if you like the work that we do and would like to help us uh, continue with that work today my guest is deandre rutas uh just uh uh, a little bit about DeAndre. He's uh, a guy I've known for several years, liked him from the very beginning, and we made a terrific connection recently and said, man, you got to be on the show because he is uh, an up-and-coming leader in, uh, in the uh, Chicago community and uh, really looking forward to the conversation with uh, DeAndre today. You know, when we talked about uh, inspiration and motivation uh, a week ago, I remembered that there was a, a, a story that I tell about uh, the Wolverine workout. And the uh, Wolverine workout, when I was at the gym, um, I was now tell somebody I'm doing the Wolverine workout. And they're like, oh, University of Michigan? I'm like, no, 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 no. They, the Wolverine workout, the one that Hugh Jackman's trainer had him do to get ripped for the uh, Wolverine Ah, uh, movies, and uh, the idea was uh, that the idea that I had was, uh, you know, there's a guy. Uh, he's uh, about my size, about my body type. I, I could, I could look like that. I could get ripped like that if I did the workout. You know, so I was doing that workout, and the uh, the image of of uh, of uh, of Hugh Jackman was something that inspired me. Uh, but it required motivation, and that motivation required uh, you know the three hours a day, six days a week at the gym in order to uh, to to do that. so difference between inspiration and motivation. And DeAndre, when we were talking uh, last week, that was uh, uh, th- that was something that we decided. you know there there is a difference between inspiration and motivation, right?
2: Absolutely. First of all, I want to say thanks for having me on the show, Brian. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk about things that uh, really inspire me. (laughs) So I appreciate that. And um, to anybody listening, hopefully you're inspired. So the conversation that we have was essentially about, again, how you stated, you know, that, that there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. And sometimes you have to latch on to the things that inspire you and use that as the motivation because we understand that there's, you know, various forms of motivation from the intrinsic and extrinsic, you know, extrinsic motivation come in, in, in by way of uh, a dollar amount in some cases, in most cases, right? That's why we get up to go to work <laughs> unless uh, or a lot of us wouldn't be motivated to wake up early hours and go someplace that we typically wouldn't love. And, um, we have the intrinsic motivation, that thing that, that, that from within the ability that we find to push ourselves to greater. And sometimes that in regard to what you said in regards to the Wolverine workout, you know, you were inspired by Hugh Jackman to get shredded but the motivation came at the where you wanted to continue to work out, to be healthy. If that's ultimately what sustains you and wanted you to continue on that path. Right. And so that's that intrinsic motivation. Um, but both of those are waning, you know, sometimes there's not enough money in the world to get you to do something that you're not especially fond of. And sometimes all the heart that you got in the world won't make you wake up and go to the gym at 4 or 5 in the morning. And that's where the inspiration comes in at. Because when you're inspired by something, that creates a fire, a passion that you may not have ever thought about. And I say that because for me, I'm inspired to lead my community. So I appreciate the introduction you gave me. And the reason why I'm an upcoming leader in the Chicago community, especially in the community of Austin where I was born and raised is because I'm inspired by the individuals that came before me, because I'll tell you, if, if I had to depend on motivation, be it intrinsic or extrinsic, I would have stopped a long time ago because one inside of our community, there's not enough money, <laughs> obviously, because it wouldn't be a, uh, it wouldn't be a community. Uh, looking the way it is if there was uh, money. So there's not enough money involved to be able to get me to get up and, ber- how do you say, carry the burden of trying to uplift my community and put it in a different position. And and it's very hard to try to go inside a community like Austin and change a person's mindset or to get them to see that there, there is greater when they believe that there isn't. And that is very disheartening. So intrinsically, I mean, yeah, intrinsically, if that was a motivating factor for me, I'd have been stopped a long time ago, too, because it is very hard to hear a person tell you that the, whatever you're doing is not going to matter because it won't change anything. And so I became inspired when I started doing more research on the history, the giants, upon whose shoulders I stand and looked at it for what it was and what it is. And in their day, what I'm doing today was a hundred times harder. I don't have to go out and face the, the, the an obstacle such as a fire hose being sprayed at me or dogs being sicked on me or uh, malicious ready to take my life because I'm standing up for my community. And so that type of seeing that realizing that, and even further before we be even, even further than the individuals that are, that are, that we're standing then was I'm in, and, and I'm in reference to the 60s, 70s, 80s, we got a whole history that dates back, you know, almost 400 years ago with, with slavery. And when you think about those individuals, right? Like a Frederick Douglass, who, who who actually had to sneak and learn how to read, and he did that on his own, and became one of our thought leaders of the day. You know, when you when you think about individuals, how can I not be inspired by the blood that runs in my veins and want to do greater for my community? And so, it's with that that I become that I became inspired, and I currently do wonderful things in my community. <laughs>
1: Well, tell uh, tell the listeners uh, a little bit more about Austin because you know when you when you mentioned standing on the shoulders of giants, you know I, I think I've got a lot of friends and listeners in uh, in the Minneapolis area, for example, and the the community of Austin, Minnesota, which is down the highway from there, is uh, kind of like the land of the jolly green giant. It's uh, it's corn and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, produce uh, producing area. It's farm country. Uh, Austin, Texas, that uh, people are aware of as uh, really kind of a tech capital. Uh, what's uh, what's your community of Austin like?
2: So Austin is a predominantly African American community. It's about seventy eight percent African American at this point. There was a point where it was about ninety ninety five percent. That's about thirty years ago when Austin was essentially a Middle class neighborhood, but that is during a time when more when the the population was more white before it became black, and so um, when so when white flight occurred and individuals started moving out of Austin, Austin, and it's still to this day beautiful. But then you know the upkeep was a little bit more different. It was starting to turn, but it was a beautiful neighborhood and it still is, like I said, but. Uh, Due to mostly African Americans moving in, you can imagine uh, the, you know, redlining started to occur and uh, the riots in 68 happened after Martin Luther King died. So uh, most of the Austin community was decimated. And to this day, 50 years later, it still stands that way. So this is a community that um, is is, uh, under-resourced, undervalued. And there, is, there are a lot of efforts to try to spur investment in places like Austin, but it's very difficult. And so a uh, lot of crime, a uh, lot of poverty. I want to say the medium income is about 25000 a year. Um, now, the, <laughs> the, the crazy thing about Austin is that it is such a mixed demographic even amongst the individuals that are uh, African-American. And I say that because we have ac- politicians that live in the Austin community. And so sometimes they them being inside the community actually skews the number in a way where, um, it looks as though the community is doing great, but the majority of the community is actually suffering. Um, and so it is one of those communities w- that has a very bright future. Um, lots of opportunity is available, but the investment isn't there. And I'm not one of these guys that's going to say that it isn't there because it's predominantly African-American. I'm just saying that it, it, there, it, it needs attention, it needs help, and it needs a lot of the individuals that's from that community to work together and build that community Into what it can be, and in some cases, what it used to be.
1: And you know, when you say what it used to be, it was um, it was the edge of Chicago, I think, at one time. You know, before um, before the suburbs started being built, and then uh, I think of Oak Park as uh, one of the first suburbs. Uh, Yeah, is is that is that about right?
2: Uh, It actually neighbors Oak Park. We are on a dividing line. So once you cross, so once you make it to Austin Street. The street itself and you continue west uh you you cross right into oak park
1: yeah so we and, neighbor and, oak park and uh, you know oak park's kind of famous as being uh, uh, Ernest hemingway and and frank lloyd right mm-hmm. you know and and, mm-hmm. and that and uh you know some some real famous architecture there um and and chicago itself is known known for uh you know for uh for its, for its architecture. But uh, Austin is the, is, is in the city of Chicago, but uh, a neighborhood in Chicago. And uh, yes, uh, uh, the largest
2: neighborhood in Chicago, actually. Yeah. I believe we, I I believe we lost that distinction to Lakeview. uh, No, uh, is it Lakeview or Lincoln Park? One of the two, Lakeview or Lincoln Park, which they are actually broken into two sections. So there's a, a East and West Lakeview, and then there's, uh, I believe, a North and South Lincoln Park. And so mm-hmm. they kind of combine those two communities, whichever one of, I can't, I don't know exactly which one. is one of the L's, though. And yeah. um, the, I believe we are number two. But for the longest, Austin was actually the largest community of the 77 communities in Chicago. When we and still gonna... are the largest African-American community in Chicago as well.
1: Okay, we're going to take a break, uh, and we'll be back, and we'll be talking about the the uh, the idea of community and the and the aspects of uh, of community and and what that means and where that's going. Stick with us on uh, Brave Hearts Radio on the Voice America Variety Network. We've got DeAndre Rudis here today with us, and uh, we'll be back on the other side of sixty seconds. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
0: Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to braveheartsforkids.org. That's braveheartsforkids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinhold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important, it's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org.
1: Streaming live, the leader in Internet Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com. We're with a leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety channel. Uh, Today we're talking about inspiration, inspiration, Aspiration and motivation. Uh, I am uh, inspired by what I aspire to with uh, DeAndre Rudis. Uh, you can connect with us at Braveheartsforkids.org, uh, Braveheartsradio.org, where you can find all the uh, past episodes of the show in the show links section. You can also find how to contact uh, DeAndre. All of his uh, social media contacts are in the uh, description on the uh, on today's show. Um, you know, we were talking about um, community going out uh, from the, uh, you know, up, up to the to, to our first break, DeAndre. Um, you, you know, you're so involved in the community. You're saying that you um, are uh, uh, doing census work too. Um, what else is going on with you?
2: Well, right now, there's a couple things that I really w- am trying to get more involved in in the community number one is business development so i ran for alderman in 2019 my first time ever running didn't have a clue what i was doing but i did it because i recognized the voice that i have being from the austin community being very educated and being able to see that our community is not doing well enough with the individuals that are in place. And that's no disrespect to anyone that has, that is serving currently or wishes to serve, but I recognize that as someone who is very educated and very proud to be from the community he's from, no matter how it, is, is, it looks from an outside perspective, that I have the best wishes of my community at, at, at heart. And I really want to represent my community in the way it's supposed to be represented. And I believe that we need new vision and new leadership in our community, in these communities, communities like Austin, if they are to be successful from this point on out. So I ran for alderman. Um, I, I, I definitely have aspirations of running again. I don't think you, I don't think you lose and you don't get back on the horse, so to speak, or you get punched in the nose and get bloodied. And that's the end. And so uh, I do have aspirations of running once again, representing my community in the right way. I currently want to develop business. Uh, That was a part of my platform as a candidate in 2019, and it hasn't stopped. And so one of the things that I'm really getting into at the moment, I've started my own consulting practice. I'm a business development. I'm, I'm into business development. And what I like to do is work with individuals from inception to their third year, anywhere in between that, that, that uh, time span that you've been doing business, because it, I find that it's right around that third year that the, that the business prospect starts to wane and individuals need help to step in the right direction so they can make it to the fifth year and beyond. We all know that most businesses, don't survive past five years, and even more don't make it to five. So because I care about my community, because I understand that it is small business that drives a community, that stabilizes the community, I'm trying to get more involved in establishing small businesses and actually helping the organizations and businesses that exist I want them to flourish. I want them to do better than they currently are because that only helps my community. So that's one of the things that I'm heavily involved in, business development. I'm also uh, obviously with the census. The census is uh, essentially part-time work, but it does allow for me to be able to go through the community, continue to meet individuals, but also to speak to them uh, to the necessity of being counted in the census so that we can get that federal Uh, dollars that are earmarked for our communities like ours that are struggling with education, with senior housing, with uh, affordable uh, childhood education. And so my my goal is to get behind any effort and measures in order to improve my community. That being said, I'm also uh, part of an initiative. I'm the board member of an organization Uh, called Northwest Austin Council. It's been in existence in the Austin community for about 47 years. And uh, my uh, executive director, Steve Robinson, who's been a huge part of the community, a stakeholder for many years, probably been with the organization for about 25 years, been in Austin nearly his whole life, him and I came up with a strategy for developing block clubs. So what we want to do is we want to combine old school and new school tactics. I mentioned being educated, so I'm a Ph.D. I.O. consultant. I'm a business psychologist. And so what I do in my profession as well as in my community, I, I am crafting surveys and I am doing analysis on uh, community perception, essentially. So we are going through the blocks. We are, we are using my survey method to say, okay, how does the community feel about certain aspects of the block club development process? That being how, how do they care? How much are they uh, willing to communicate, be caring and uh, to be connected to one another in, in order to create the type of relationship needed to build good blocks. And Steve on the other hand, and so let me stop, let me pause there. So what I want to do is use this survey data and analysis to figure out what's going right on these good blocks that we have in our community and duplicate that on the bad blocks in the community to see if we can utilize some of that data to drive solution, which, again, is what I do uh, as profession, uh, educationally and professionally. Steve, on the other hand, is uh, more of the tried-and-true grassroots individual, so his goal is to then... Build with the individuals from the block. Okay. Are you willing to be a block club leader? Are you willing to be a part of the block club? Let's create connections between one block and the other so we can start to create this, 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 uh, connectedness throughout our community. So it starts block by block, but it spreads through community. So we're calling that the 40 blocks in the mule. No, pardon me. 40 blocks in the movement initiatives because we really want to develop our community. We want to develop more leaders. We want to develop the block club because what we know is that a clean block, connected block, a caring block is a safe block. So we're just trying to take again some tried and true measures as well as utilizing some of these new school tactics courtesy of me in order to build our community. So I'm invested in the community in so many different ways. I'm a, I'm a teacher, you know. I graduated from Austin High School. I went back. I became a substitute teacher, but I love being in that environment and teaching individuals whatever I can teach them, um, as it relates to business, uh, as it relates to uh, life in general, and as it relates to being an individual from that community who. Most people may not even get a chance to uh, give a, a second thought to them being successful, but I want them to know that, that you can be successful from here, and I'm going to teach you how you can be successful because you may not be able to get this education, especially from an individual like myself, nowhere else. You know, mm-hmm. I'm there's everywhere. A, I'm there. everywhere. I, I, you might not be able to mention anything <laughs> that I'm not trying to be a part of in the community, honestly.
1: You know, one of my uh, one of my uh, original mentors is uh, a fellow by the name of Albert Schweitzer, and uh, he has uh, a quote. Of, I guess it's kind of a famous quote, and he says, "When when influencing others, example is not the most important thing; it's the only thing." Mm. And it sounds like, mm-hmm. like 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 you're on you're on track. Uh, with the idea that, uh, you know, d- d- so, much mo- so much more than do, do what I say,
2: d- do what I do. You're, you're, uh, yeah, absolutely. you're, you're leading by example, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking, uh, you know what, so I'm, I'm sorry for the pause. So I was looking up Albert Schweitzer. I, I like to do yeah. research while I'm talking because if it's a new concept <laughs> or anything that somebody brings to me that I'm unfamiliar with, I like to look it up. Um, and, and I yeah. was saying that because I believe the school that I attend right now I actually filled out to be an Albert Schweitzer fellow um,
0: I, ah, didn't, I didn't yeah. Con-
2: com- yeah yeah i didn't I didn't get selected for the fellowship, but it's going to come uh-huh. back around again, and I know i'm going to get selected the next time, but i I wanted to check to make sure that that was the same fellowship. Yeah, you
1: know, and he he's we talked a little bit about quotes last time we talked, you know, the idea uh one of Albert Schweitzer's uh, quotes that I've loved for 40 years, you know, uh is um uh I don't know what your destiny will be, but I I do know that the only ones among you who will be truly happy are those who have sought and found a way to serve others. And I think that you know when he says truly happy you know that that 's where that 's where happiness comes from and we 've talked about that in the show over and over again service to others mm. and that's that 's mm. the concept of a brave, brave heart you know those with the courage to be of service to others and the, the, the wonderful uh, other side to that coin is that you know that people wind up happy because of that man
2: I, I want to say i 'm very i 'm very happy, and that goes back to what we talked about in the show's opening, right, that inspiration versus motivation factor. So when individuals tell me about, so when individuals tell me that what I'm doing inspires them, because I've heard it already, right, and i, and I, and I was like, what? What I do inspire you, <laughs> like, what? You know, but I didn't realize that until people started telling me. And then it really dawned on me when I taught a class and one of my students asked me for a recommend, letter of recommendation. Here I am. I'm still a student myself asking for letters of recommendation. So a student yeah. asked me for one, and, and the reason he reached out, he said, I, I, I remember in class you spoke about being a community leader and I need somebody. And I was just like, oh, man. And so when I when I think about where I am and how I'm essentially – somebody that is going to inspire another individual, that, that, that absolutely makes me happy. Um, and I want to I say this because I, wanna, I, I do want individuals to take something away from this, this uh, conversation we're having. And I want to say when I was working on my bachelor, my sales and sales management teacher told me something that has stuck with me and will stuck with me for the rest of my life and it really helps me to understand what I'm capable of. And he said this. He said, competency without passion makes you average. And you can figure out what that means to you, but to me that meant just because you have the skill set to operate in certain spaces, does not mean that you will operate to your fullest capability if it is not something that you do not want to do. And so for me, when I'm out in my community and I know that this is something that I want to do for the betterment of my community, I'm, I'm very passionate about that. And I know that my work will be extraordinary in this space because I'm really, truly dedicated, and I'm inspired to it. And I know that the competency that I have comes from the life experience, the education, and the the thought that if I wasn't doing this, then who would? And so I want people to understand that you could be in any space. You can operate however it is you choose to operate. But if you do not have the passion behind it, if you have the competency, the ability to complete a task or do something and do it well, but it is not something that you're passionate about if it doesn't inspire you because inspiration comes from passion or, or, or the passion comes from the inspiration that you feel. So if that, is, if, if, if that is lacking in any way, you will never reach the maximum output that you can because you know that that isn't for you and you're just doing it because you're good at it. Man, I, you know, I, I
1: tell you, I, I, I don't have much to add to what you're saying here, DeAndre. I, I, we, we do have to go to a, a, another break here in, in just a moment, but you, you all, everything reminds me of a story. And you, you, what you remind me of just now is uh, the great baseball manager, Bill Veck, who said, uh, I don't want the natural athlete. I want the guy that will go after the hard ones. And that's the, that's passion. And when you when you bring the the, 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 uh, the competency of of, the, of natural ability with passion, that is a beautiful combination. You, you, you've yeah, got yeah, an opportunity you, to yeah. really accomplish things.
2: Powerful, powerful, powerful. Yep. powerful. Yeah, powerful. So we'll uh,
1: we'll be back on Bravehearts Radio just on the other side of uh, 60 seconds with Gianna Uh We're uh, experiencing some weather here, but uh, we'll be back with you.
0: Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reingold at Mission Specialist at braveheartsradio.org.
1: The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back, Brave Hearts. You're listening to Brave Hearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America variety channel. Today we're talking about... Inspiration, aspiration, motivation—the three uh, form the, uh, uh, the the words "I am." And uh, inspired by what I aspire to, with DeAndre Rudis. Uh, if you want to connect with us, uh, connect with uh, BraveHeartsForKids.org, BraveHeartsRadio.org, and uh, in the uh, show description, you can also find uh, how to connect with DeAndre on all of his social media, and he's uh, he's very active with that. So, uh, you know, coming in from the third. Section I, segment, I always uh, have something to say about the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com, one of the great uh, sponsors of the Bravehearts for Kids Pediatric Cancer Charity, and uh, the National Day Calendar, uh, today is, uh, the 10th of August is Connecticut Day. Uh, every state has their own day, you know, and then uh, it's also Lazy Day and S'mores Day, and shapewear day, and I, I wonder if the shapewear people uh, at some point said, "Hey, you know, if it's lazy day and s'mores day, there's an opportunity for shapewear." Uh, so um, <laughs> uh, just uh, you know, every a couple of favorites for everybody. Who doesn't like s'mores? You know. So, um, uh, and then the the other thing I, I, I thought I'd, I should mention is um, our friend. Uh, Daniel Gutierrez uh, at the Catalina Retreat Center in uh, near Machu Picchu in Peru has a live virtual retreat uh, coming up uh, uh, the weekend of the uh, of the f- uh, 14th, 15th and 16th of August, you know, this coming weekend. Uh, and there's some availability for that. Um it's Catalina Retreat Center Peru. Dot com, and then at the top of the page you'll see a, a live virtual retreat. Uh, I went to the uh, the, the retreat that uh, he hosted in uh, in July, and let me tell you, it was really really worthwhile. Uh, encourage all the listeners to take a look at that Catalina Retreat Center Peru dot com. And so, hey, um, anyway, I'm back with uh, DeAndre Rudis. Uh, uh, DeAndre and I met, uh, oh, I suppose about five years ago. We met at a uh, Think you Bader, uh event, wasn't it? Yes, yes sir. The ThinkUbater, yep. <laughs> and and I know uh, Gerald Hammond that uh, runs the ThinkUbater, and and uh, Gerald, I'm sure will be happy that we mentioned his name. Uh, he's he's a he's a big fan of Albert Einstein. And uh, not, not that this is an all Albert motivational thing here, but uh, Albert Einstein uh, was, was credited with being such a phenomenal science scientist, and he he uh, he used the phrase "We stand on the shoulders of giants." Uh, referring to Isaac Newton and some of the, some of his uh, predecessors, that that accomplished things to make it possible for him to do the things that he did to to take things to the next level. And uh, in the first segment, DeAndre, you you use the term that you stand on the shoulders of giants. Um, can can i ask you who who inspires you who is uh who is your uh your inspiration or or your or a mentor that you'd like to uh uh make note of
2: so honestly the individuals that inspire me are women and i say that because when i so my my mother had me at a very young age and you know like most young people she and And she was going through a lot herself as a child, and so she needed help and What happened is by by grace of god and i and I refer to uh, the matriarch of the family that took us in as my angel, and that's how I know god's existence um the family the the matriarch of the family, her name is Annie Jones, so she took and I have a twin brother, so she took my twin brother and I in, on behalf of my mom, it wasn't uh, a situation where papers were signed or anything like that. It was just community helping community. And I, re- I remember my grandmother never having a male around the home. I watched this woman, you know, 60 some year old woman, redo her, her bathroom tiles, retake a, a toilet up, put a toilet in. Uh, she worked every day. She was a cab driver, you know. Um, saw her get a car broken into and people, and, and she went and got another one and kept driving. And, and I witnessed her do great things for other people, you know, and and to, to to be a young kid, to see that, and then to know that not only are you doing all of these things, by yourself, you know, and, and she owned a home that she was living in, rented out the the bottom. So I, I, so from a, a young kid's perspective, not only did I see a woman who was just was just powerful in my eyes, but she also took in some kids and raised them as her own. When it, you, and there are a number of individuals who do, who who do things like that, but we don't hear those stories. And, and, and you know that that story is very hard to come across.
1: We'll be back on Bravehearts Radio just on the other side of uh, sixty seconds with Gianne Rudis. Stick with us.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, Contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveheartsRadio.org.
1: Stimulating talk
2: gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast.
1: All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're part of Brave Hearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show.
1: And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold. I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio. I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about inspiration, aspiration, motivation with DeAndre Rudis uh, from uh, Austin. And, you know, I'm about, what, 30 miles west of you there, DeAndre, so uh, this... uh, fast moving storm with the tornado warning was uh, was coming through about 15 minutes before it got to you and i think that knocked uh, knocked out your power just a bit ago so uh you were the last i heard uh, uh before we uh we got separated was you were talking about Annie Jones and uh, yes. you know the the description as uh, you know how how selfless she was, in bringing other yeah, other uh, children in, and raising raising those kids uh, as family, and uh, that's um, absolutely. Uh, you know, that, back to Albert Schweitzer again. Uh, one of his quotes: he said, uh, he said, you know, we tend to uh, think of uh, we tend to regard people in two ways: uh, one as family. And the other, less well than that. He said, mm-hmm. we cannot afford to do that. We cannot afford to do that. Uh, or we cannot allow ourselves to, to do that. And, and, it's, and I always think that is, a, that is a huge standard to regard other, mm-hmm. other people outside your family as Yeah. If they were family. Now I know there's I know there's people yeah. out there listening and go my family ain't no good you know and I'm not <laughs> I, I, I regard everybody back. but you know what the you know the, the the kind of the standard way of looking at it is man we're family that's a that is that is a tight circle and there's there's us on the inside there's uh, there's those on the outside and and that's where uh, y- you and I working together uh you know we we extend this idea of family of community and say uh it's it's bigger and it's not us and them it's just us right
2: right yeah absolutely us and we us, us and, we. and we yeah us and we um so i was saying i think so i i believe i got disconnected because there was one of those messages that emergency messages that come through the phone so mm-hmm. i think it knocked out uh, the connection so i do I do want to say this, so Annie Jones is an inspiration of mine as well as my mother, so I, I was starting to say because mm-hmm. my mother 's been through so much in her life, but she's been she 's so resilient and continues to persevere, and you know she has her struggles like everyone else, and she 's not perfect, but being able to see my mom and knowing what kind of life she had growing up and where she currently is gives me inspiration to want to do for her as well. You know, and like I say, I like, I want to be an individual that purchase my purchases, my mom, a home or send her to destinations that she's only dreamed about. And I want to be able to do that and not have to play a sport or be in the entertainment industry. And so, um, that, that is what gives me my, my tough demeanor, my, my, Oh, you know, okay. If I can't if I can't go through the front door, then I'm gonna either go through the back or I'm gonna kick the door down, because my mom is that resilient and she has she's had to fight back through a lot. So those two individuals inspire me daily. That's pretty. I just good wanted shot. to make sure. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to make sure that I, I I shout my mom out because I'm a I'm a I'm a mama's boy to the end of my life. Um, and yeah. and, those and those two. I mean, Mm-hmm.
1: Appreciate your mom when you can. My mom passed away last year. Was she's ninety two years old? Uh, you know, so she lived a full, rich, happy life. And and uh, uh, but but you know that I, I still think about uh, you know like today. I, I earlier today I had a thought. And I said, I hey, should tell my mom about that. And it's like just you know. I mean, it's it's kind of like uh, she already knows, but <laughs> but it's like you, yeah. you know. Well, when you can, you know, appreciate your mom. That's uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely, and that's for everybody out there listening. You know, call call your mom. Be good to your mom. She didn't you know. Can imagine yeah, what man, she went I'm through just, to. Say, just, just, just 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 so you could be here. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. You you were talking about the, the, the blocks, and, and it, uh, uh, some years ago. Um, you know, when I first started coming to Chicago, uh, I, I hooked up with one of my old buddies that I used to play basketball with in college. And uh, uh, I, I was more of the JV and intramural type guys. And uh, he was, uh, you know, one of the guys who was like a, you know, big time star and probably just about good enough to go to NBA. And uh, he, he, mm-hmm. was, he was from a, an area called Cabrini Green. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, most of that doesn't exist anymore. But uh, when, when Mickey grew up there, he said it was, uh, it was a, that was a tough neighborhood. And then we had another friend that uh, I hadn't heard from for such a long time. And Charles grew up in an area, uh, I I think of it as uh, the corner of Polk and Pulaski. And you know about where that is, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, in mm-hmm. In the city of Chicago, right, and uh, that was mm-hmm. where my my friend Charles was from and Char- charles was, was a guy that you know when he he came over to our house he was our part of our family for Thanksgiving dinner and stuff like that he was one, He was one of the best ball players that ever played at the little college in uh, in North Dakota at Valley City when I was uh, a, a kid there but uh, uh, I played a couple years of uh, or a year of of uh, amateur ball with him um, and uh uh did 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 a lot of stuff with with him and and when I came back to to visit with him, I remember going through his neighborhood and mickey and I drove down there, and we were looking for for charles and and um i thought man the the houses uh they're they're uh you know about half of them were occupied and yeah. i thought it you'd have but then there'd be another block where all of them were occupied, and it was mm-hmm. like there were kids. There were kids in the yards, and the and the and the grass was green. It's like, you know, it, it's it's either going up, or it's on its way down. And I see. Yeah. I see it as something you you see things on their way up, and and I, I I love that. I love that perspective.
2: Yeah, I. will let you, let you I have the last words here. Got you. So I am definitely an eternal an eternal. Optimist, and I believe that uh, we have to look at the beauty and everything and I have a very beautiful community. The people that reside in it are beautiful, not everyone <laughs> and not everyone will ever be in life, but uh, there is enough worth fighting for and for standing up for um, The last point that I really want to make, and i I want to make sure that people get uh these three things clear: go after what inspires you right i'm we call this inspired by why I aspire to because I aspire to be an individual that does great works for his community and pushes the community past the current circumstance. Second thing, Mm -hmm. competency without passion only makes you average. Be passionate in the pursuit of everything that you're good at, but make sure that it's something that inspires you because then the passion will be, uh it will it will come it will be second nature and you will and if you are passionate about something that you are gr- good and great at you become a legend the last thing and it ties in with both of those nobody will remember you rem- nobody will remember you if you do not do the work you can be inspired <laughs> You can have all the passion and competency in the world, but if you are not doing the work, none of it means anything. You cannot replace the value of somebody's work. Um, there are a lot of individuals who like to play the woe is me game. Why, why aren't I in this position? I did this. Um, this person did that. Can't look at another person's life. The only thing that you can do is do the work. Everything, the work will sort everybody out in the end. I have a friend who wakes up every day and reads 25 pages. She, she has her own business. She's constantly taking on new work and clients. She is the definition of work. She actually inspires me to do work. And, and that is so key and so necessary in accomplishing anything in this life. Do the work, let it speak for itself, and when you do it, you will get all of the rewards that comes with the work. That's good stuff,
1: man. Well, uh, you know, if you wanted to shout out to your daughter uh, and uh, have some, just say say hi, you know, we've been talking about uh, inspiration, aspiration, and motivation with DeAndre Rudis, Bravehearts Radio, and Voice America Variety Channel. Hey, check us out uh, on Braveheartsforkids.org and uh, – Plan to be with us at uh, 3 o'clock Central Time every week. Next week, we'll be talking about creating world peace together. You know, we, we don't uh, shy away from the big topics here. Uh, and as our guests, we have Natasha and Lorenz Sell, creators of the Sutra Learning Platform.
2: Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, DeAndre. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody that was listening. Catch me at DeAndre Rudis on everything, all social media. All right. Until next week, be well and stay well. Ayala, I love you. (laughs) There you go. All right. All right, Brian. Thanks, man.
0: Thanks again for joining us this week for Brave Hearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.